Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, wonderful, love of my life, my Valentine, Aww. my wife and co-host, Michelle. Thank you so much, sweetie. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We're actually recording this episode on Sunday, February 7th, 2021. That's because... We are on vacation Yay. officially now. We are celebrating Woo. Valentine's Day out at, well, in Florida. Florida. We're not quite <laughs> at the Walt Disney World Resort yet, but we are in Florida. Um, this uh, episode, obviously, as we mentioned, is debuting on February 14th of 2021. Uh, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there... There'll be a little prompt that can remind you to sign up for our newsletter. Yeah, it's really easy. There's all sorts of ways. Believe me, I put a lot of ways on our website for you to sign up for the newsletter. It's just another way to kind of be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world, get some extra info of what we have going on and help you be the first to uh, give us input when we need uh, something, when we're putting out questions out there, when we're putting out topics that we'd like you to chime in on. Yeah, and sometimes we give you sneak peeks of some things coming up or some information that we don't share on the podcast. Very true. So uh, please sign up for that newsletter. Another way to be involved with us is out on social media. We have a lot of fun with a lot of people out on social media. Hopefully that includes you. Uh, if you haven't uh, followed us yet, please find us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We do have a YouTube channel. Now I do have to say we are on vacation right now. This is being recorded in the past. Not the future, not the present. <laughs> this is being recorded in the past. And because I'm on vacation, I'm not editing videos right now. So <laughs> this may be a little delayed in getting there, but it will eventually get there. And the best way to know about that is just do a search for Hyperion Adventures podcast. Hit subscribe. And you'll know whenever these episodes, whenever our videos uh, come out on YouTube. Right. But okay. at least our podcast is out. Our podcast, we, we're not going to miss one. We are not missing podcasts. <laughs> We are going to do three podcasts on one day, but we're not going to miss a podcast. Yes. Uh, if you ever want to contact us, another great way to get involved with us is to hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. And we sure love hearing from you. Uh, we love those of you that participate in giving some of, like if we're doing lists, you give some feedback to that as well. Um, and sometimes there's questions out there. We love answering your questions. Sometimes uh, you might have a, a particular item you'd like us to do a deep dive in. We love doing that. Yeah, uh, Michelle does. I, <laughs> I, like, I like listening to Michelle do the deep dives personally. <laughs> but Or whatever. If you have some uh, constructive criticism, we want to hear that as well. For sure. So please hit us up there. Just Even if you just want to say hi. Uh, we love hearing right. from you in various different ways, either way, whether it be the Gmail account, social media, whatever. Now for today's show, like I mentioned, we are on vacation. Uh, this will be a little bit slightly different show in that we will not have Disney stories of the week for you one because well, this is recorded a week in the past, so everything would be old news at this mm-hmm. point. Um, but we will still follow up our main topic with our tip of the week. We will always like to leave you on a sh- every show with some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. But let's get right to it. Let's get to this week's main topic of the week. Mm-hmm. 
So yes, this is the season of five favorite episodes because we're having a lot of lists here because we're fitting a lot of these in, trying to rush to get things out as we get prepared to go on vacation and a few other things we have going on in our lives. Michelle working ridiculously hard for one thing. Um, so this week, this is one we've been holding off on for a long time that we've really wanted to get to. This is, I think, one of the first five favorite topics that we thought that we might do at some point right um we won't be the first ones who ever done that done this but we kind of felt like it's it's time that is going to be our five favorite underrated disney films there are some great films right. out there that have just for whatever reason you know just kind of flown under the radar maybe they were big at one time and then just kind of got pushed back right and, you know behind some of the other great films that have come out since but there, there are so many that we really love. I mean, and now that Disney Plus is in existence, it makes a little bit more sense that we can, you know, possibly introduce people to some films that they might not have thought to try. Um, and we love to hear from you because maybe you know of some films that we haven't tried, but at least it's in a situation if you have Disney Plus that you're going to have access to, yeah. you know, I don't know if everything on your list, not everything on my list is on Disney Plus yet, mm. but um, I think everything is. on my list is on Disney Plus, so. And everything on my list is animated. No, no, I take it back. There's one live action film on my mm, list. So mm. there we go. Yeah. So let's get to it. I mean, we already know Michelle is going to have the very best list. <laughs> um, she has list. the best tips, best announcements. Everything is great about Michelle, but she always has the very <laughs> best list. I mean, again, her list is going to be all over the place. Mine is pretty much, if you, if you could just think about an underrated Disney movie, <laughs> it's probably going to be on my list. Her list, you never know where she's going to go with it. And by the way, another thing about underrated is that, you know, it's all subjective. You know, what do right. you feel? Some people may say, that's a really popular movie. What are you talking True. about? How can you think that's underrated? It's what you think is underrated about it. So it, like most of our five favorite lists, list is very subjective. Now, speaking of subjective, let's get to Michelle's <laughs> number five favorite underrated Disney film. Okay. My number five is actually, you know, a very historic uh, Disney film. But I think even of the Disney films, it was probably one of the more underrated one and that is bed knobs and broomsticks ah. you know and if you don't know the story uh first of all it stars angela lansbury who is in my opinion brilliant actress and very the, uh, just your opinion right. I think most people think she's brilliant yeah. yes and she's so versatile and she's you know had such a long history but in in this particular storyline it takes place in england during world war ii and she has a, um, a special way or a unique way that she wants to help contribute to the war efforts. And so I won't give any, you know, anything away of that. Um, again, she plays a character very different than anything we've seen her in the past. Um, but it, it's just, it's a, to me, it's just kind of a simply cute film. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it does also have some th features where it has, um, you know, storyline that seems a little bit more I don't know if I want to say serious or, you know, it is a serious topic if you're talking the war, but it's not a war story, but it's, it, you know, but there's also some levity to it or a lot of levity to it. And I'm making it sound like a serious movie. Not at all. Not at all a serious <laughs> movie. Um, but I like the fact that they have uh, a part of the film that is animated with 
live mm-hmm. action people in the animation and um, you know some of the special effects that they do with it. It's just really cute. And obviously it's, I think if it were to come out now, people probably wouldn't be as impressed with it. But from when it came out, you know, um, during Walt's time, I think it was pretty historic. Right. It's very reminiscent of Mary Poppins. And right. there's a lot of aspects to it that are very similar to Mary Poppins, just in a different way, including mm-hmm. the animation and live action uh, combination. David Tomlinson right. is in it, who plays Mr. Banks in Mary Poppins right. as well and plays a gr- another great role within that film. But right. it's, it is. A very different uh, role to also. Right. It is a, a very nice choice. So Michelle's number five, always the best. Number five. <laughs> so really good choice. Weird. So. Thank you. What about you? My number five, I'm going to the world of Pixar. And, you know, when uh, it was recently that there was a uh, some sort of um, program, app, website, whatever it was, where you could go on and answer a bunch of questions comparing Pixar films and it would compile your, you know, your f- list of top Pixar films and where they would rank. And a lot of times this film would end up near the bottom of many. um, Sometimes it would be in the middle, but um, I kind of think of it higher than a lot of many, many, many Mm -hmm. people do. And that is brave. Um, I think brave is actually Mm -hmm. a very good movie. And yeah, I I think it's hard to find actually a really bad Pixar movie. There's some that maybe are a little lesser, you know, but I think most Pixar movies are good. I think brave has kind of gotten a raw deal Mm -hmm. on some people's books. I think it's, it's actually a wonderful story uh, all about family. Um, you know, some people that, you know, can get a little stubborn on both sides. You know, we talk right. about Merida, who is a really strong and the only Disney Pixar Disney princess, by right. the way, uh, really strong. Uh, thinks she knows everything, but she's a teenager. She doesn't know everything. Meanwhile, mom is being a bit stubborn on what she thinks right. is right and everything and trying to get these lessons through to her. Maybe she's not exactly seeing eye to eye. And it takes these uh, incidents that happen within this film for them to be able to kind of empathize with another, with one another, see what each other, each other right. is going through. And I find it's a, a really interesting and wonderful story. The animation, as far as the surroundings and the backdrops and everything, are really beautiful. The music is music extremely is underrated. Um, right. You know, if you like some of that sort of Scottish type right. of, uh, you know, just sort of a different type of music to a film. Uh, it's it's really, really well done. And I actually, it's, and we ended up kind of renewing our vows right. to kind of a brave <laughs> partial theme. So... Um, it's part of the reason why it's kind of close to our heart. And so that's why I kind of find it as a very underrated film and exactly. um, better than maybe some people rate it. Right. I totally agree. I actually first had it on my list and I put it to honorable mentions. I uh, Same same elements that you're saying, you know, it really is a heartwarming story that tells, you know, of a mother and daughter and, and how they had to struggle in uh, how each other was expecting the other to handle situations and that um again when we talk about family films and family relationships that that it's really beautiful in that regards and um i i agree the music is of all you know uh, really wonderful and and i know you're saying it has that scottish flair but you know um not all of it is and mm-hmm. so i think that you know it's something that broadly could be appreciated by people i, I agree it's it's it, there's a 
tinge to it that right. feels Scottish. It's not like it's all bagpipes or anything. Right, yeah. You know, but, <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> yeah, but there is a kind of tinge to it. There's a lot of, you know, maybe acoustic guitars right. and, you know, some of that, some of those kind of instruments that just, it, it's just, I enjoy it. I, I think it's really well done and, and the music is great and we could listen to the soundtrack and enjoy the soundtrack that just alone. True. It's really right. good. So. Right. so that's my number five. Nice. Let's get to Michelle's number four favorite underrated Disney movie. Okay. So I want to first reemphasize Bedknobs and Broomstick is a fun movie. It's not a dark or, or serious uh, movie. But this next one is, and this one is, is a drama and it's Horse Whisperer. Mm. And it can be a tough film yeah. to go through. It, it can is, be. yeah. Um, but it is just—it's very powerful, and it, it relates to um, this this teenage girl who uh, gets involved with a ho- well, she's obviously with a horse, um, but her and her horse are hit by a truck, um, and. And the therapy that it takes for her and the horse to go through and and what that involves. And it actually involves an outsider to come in and help. Um, but it really, like I said, it's it can be at times very um, deep or sad to watch. But it is so, I, I find it really a great film. I know that, I, th- I think you probably don't put it on the same list as I do. But it, it is like, wow, to me. It's like one of those films that has, you know, it hits you at the right time, mm-hmm. you know, with something going on in your life or whatever. Right. And it means something to you. It never didn't really get that for me. But I have watched it with you. And I do think it's a good film, um, you know, and, and you do get rewarded at the end for it. it mm-hmm. You know, it, there are tough spots. It right. can be really difficult, but it yeah. is. Uh, it is a strong film for right. sure. Thank you. So, Good choice. That's Michelle's number four. All right. Well, now we're up to your number four. My number four. You look at an underrated list. This movie is almost always on the underrated list. And some people will say, well, I don't even think it's underrated because I think it's a very popular film. Right. And that is uh, Hercules mm-hmm. is my number four. Okay. Um, we love this movie. I loved it since the first time it uh, debuted. Uh, love watching it. If it's right. on TV, we're stopping and mm-hmm. we're probably going to watch it. It's uh, got some terrific music to it. It's funny. There's some great action right. involved with it. Um, and let's just, uh, Hades is arguably top five, maybe top three Disney villains right, of all time right, within yes. it. Um, there's so much, you know, th- there's a lot of meta stuff as far as, you know, it being historic, but being more modern day as right. well. Some sort of a, a, alluding to a lot of different things. Um, it's just enjoy it. And we also love Susan Egan as Meg. I mean, yes. she's, we're, she's a favorite of ours. Right. Uh, I think she plays a great role within this, this film. And it's just one of those movies, again, that I, we loved always. Now, again, some people will say Hercules isn't underrated. I think it is a little bit. I think it gets buried behind some of the other movies that came right. around the Disney Renaissance. Um, but um, I, it is a movie that we love very much. Oh, I definitely do love it. And, you know, it has all the aspects that you were talking about. Um, totally agree with you about Hades there. And yeah, I, I mean, I guess I can see it being considered underrated. I can also, I could argue both ways right. with that film. But yeah, I think it's a great one to include on your list. Again, subjective on right. what, you, what you feel about it. So, uh, but that's my number four. Let's get to Michelle's number three favorite underrated Disney movie. Okay. My next one, again, very weird list, I'll admit to that, is uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? <laughs> You're all over the map. <laughs> we were just watching that uh, just last weekend, as a matter of right. fact. It, it, we caught it uh, probably about, I don't know, maybe a quarter of the way in right. and started watching it, yeah. Um, it, it is just, it's a, it's a um, 
kind of a quirky film. It's very quirky. It is very quirky, um, but it but it is funny and it's got interesting characters for sure. I love the music. It you know I I remember when it came out. I actually bought the CD, um, and Scott loves it too. But uh, it's it's just kind of a it's these weird characters and you're like this just doesn't seem right. But it it, it almost takes uh, kind of a parallel of the Odyssey and the Iliad and mm-hmm. tell it in a more well more modern in the sense that <laughs> it's not modern today modern but modern from you know Greek mythology kind of right. situations. But um, it's. It is weird, but it's I, I think it's just funny. Yeah, it is the the retelling of the story of the Odyssey. You right. know? I mean it, it in a different way, but it's you know, George Clooney. Uh, it just yes. it, it is a it is a it's a it's a interesting movie and it is a very well done movie. Right, it right. It's uh, fascinating to see how they approach it and it's and I enjoy it too. I mean yeah. I, I think that you again, it's another film that I think hits you at the right moment. Right. That you are a bigger fan of than I am. Right. But I still if it's on, I'm probably gonna stop and watch it. It is a good film. Right. I mean I think if somebody's just maybe watching it on TV and first catching it, they might think you know, like his character is so over the top. <laughs> but it needs to be. Um but you know, and I guess you're right. I first saw it on on a Disney cruise, mm. and so enjoying the cruise, and then seeing this, and it was like, wow, this is really quirky, and kind of kind of like that. But again, I like the music uh, as well, and it. It is a weird movie, but I would recommend <laughs> it's it. It's, I would recommend it's, it. You might not like it, but it might be one to just try to give it a chance, but get past the, you know, the just beginning. be ready. Be just, ready to get past. You got to go. You got to keep with it for a while. Right. Don't give up just, on it. Just be right. Yeah. You kind of got to adapt to that world that they're in. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, for sure. So, so. Anyways, so that's my number three. And the three. look of it too. It's got a little weird look to it. <coughs> right. That you have to right. kind of adjust to and be prepared for. So yeah, yeah. but it is good. Oh, Good choice. You. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so now we're at your number three. My number three is, and whoever thought that we would have something out of this cinematic universe that would be underrated. But I feel that this movie really is, and that is out of the Star Wars universe. It's Solo, a Star mm-hmm. Wars story, yes. which I feel is incredibly underrated right. as a film. Is it a perfect film? No, not by any stretch of the imagination. Right. There are some issues that it has. Uh, but it is a very good film, and it's just, it, it really is just a fun ride right. more than anything yes. else. It's a fun film. Uh, unfortunately, it kind of got caught up in the ripple effect after The Last Jedi when there was a lot of controversy about that mm-hmm. film between the Star Wars fandom, a lot of that going. And I just feel, you know, there were some director changes, some writer changes, and everything. And it just kind of, and people questioned, you know, somebody else playing Han Solo besides Harrison Ford, right. how that was going to come off. And so it just kind of, you know, and it just, it just kind of, didn't do well at the box office has done much better when it was released on uh, digitally and right. now on Disney plus. Um, but it's did scuffle to begin with, but it really is a fun right. film. I, I feel Alden Einreich uh, did a, a wonderful job mm-hmm. of capturing uh, what Harrison Ford brought to right. Han Solo. Some of that, some of the mannerisms, some of the Definitely. edge, you yes. know, some of that uh, sarcasm, you know, I think he does a spectacular job. Does he look exactly like, um, you know, Harrison Ford is right. on solo. No, but there are that. There's those once in a while where you get this look and you're like, there it is. Right. There's Han. Right. You know? Exactly. And I remember when we first saw it, you mentioned that to me, and then I was like, okay, let's go to the the theater and see it again. And then I loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, like like you said, he really did capture that essence beautifully and definitely true that it's an it was an underrated film at right. that time and more than anything, you know it was nice to be in a star wars movie that it's like you know there is some 
things that are trying to happen there, but it's not, we have to save the galaxy right, at this right, point yes. or whatever it is. You know, it was just a fun little kind of adventure ride, a little bit of a heist movie going on in there. Right. And, you know, again, it had its flaws for sure. There's no question about it. You want to go back to our Star Wars Remembered series mm-hmm. where we talked about that film. We talked about some of its flaws. But bottom line, it's a fun ride. The cast is great in mm-hmm. it. And, you know, it was leading to something that, unfortunately, we didn't continue on to a next movie. So that's why we have to hashtag make Solo 2 happen. Exactly. um, Because it's it's very important. I think that there's some more great stories to be told from some of the characters that are involved within it. And whether it has to be on Disney Plus or it's a theatrical release, I don't care. I I want to delve more into some of these characters and where they were leading the story when they left off from Solo, a Star Wars story. Sure. No, definitely. And it was fun uh, watching the backstory of how Hans and um, Chewbacca met and, you know, became friends. And, you know, so that was good to, you know, have something that you could, you know, understand where that friendship came from and why that commitment to each other existed. Um, You know, and like you said, there were some other other people involved and and the fact that you know you see Darth Darth Maul in there spoiler alert <laughs> i just say you see him i didn't give too much away there but i mean so that they did bring in some other uh characters from some of the prequels right. as well um it was an interesting film yeah to uh, do that yeah. and, and that's why it's my number 3 favorite underrated Disney film. Totally Let's get, get to that. Michelle's number 2 i cuz i'm sure it's going to be great Michelle's number 2 favorite Disney, underrated Disney film. Okay, well, my number two, and I'm actually kind of surprised I hadn't heard you say it yet, um, and it may be on your list, um, but it is a Pixar film, and it's A Bug's Life. It has been said yet, because it is also my number two. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. that's funny. What a coincidence, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, again, I, you know, I know that it has, you know, some, it has a villain that's really evil looking, and so maybe for some kids, it's a little scary or something like that, but um I don't know. It, it, it just seemed like it did get passed by on being appreciated for the story that it tells. And um, I know that it was, I think, up against Ants. That yeah. was with another studio at the time. Two Ants movies coming out at the same time. Right. Yeah. Makes it kind of difficult. But Bugs um, Life's better, by the way. Yeah. Personally. Just, you know, my personal opinion. But. Right. And Bugs Life was really cute. Um, and on top of that, it, it did spark having Disney California Adventure have a bug's life land for a while um i think it was a nice prequel to what they ended up doing with cars land but you know in and over at uh in toy story land over at uh, walt disney world Mm -hmm. um but you know it it definitely they saw how meaningful some of those characters were and i was glad to see that they incorporated that theme but Mm -hmm. yeah it's just uh, i mean it does have a nice story to it and um, it, it uses unique characters to describe that story. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I, I think it's I mean, the reason why I think it's gotten passed over is because it was the second Pixar movie that was ever released, you know, and the Toy Story was obviously a huge mm-hmm. hit. Uh, then they released and there was a question, like, how do we follow that up? You know, right. where basically, you know, we've been doing small things. We've been doing shorts. We've been doing commercials. Right. We haven't. How are we going to follow that up? And they came out with The Bug's Life and it actually was it did very well. It was very well received. It mm-hmm. did very well. It came out and did, a, you know, it, it did great for Pixar. Uh, but then just following that, we had it there. There was like a murderer's row of great 
Pixar movies right. that came out. Toy Story 2, Monsters, Inc., right. Finding Nemo, Wall-E. I mean, so many. I mean, you just keep going down the list right. of all these great Pixar films. And I think just it just kind of got pushed to the wayside right. by all these other great Pixar films. Um, but it, it, it's... It really is an intriguing story. It's funny. There's a lot of heart in it. You know, I mean, it, you know, the story of Flick and he's just kind of this inventive ant, but, you know, somehow his inventions, <laughs> while they work, they just kind of go awry a right. lot of times, you know, through <laughs> some fault of his own, some non-fault of his own. He's a little neurotic. He's like, got some he's issues like involved. He's schmertz. Right. Just a little <laughs> bit. A little bit. Uh, but it's just, it's an enjoyable film. The, uh, the actually animation is a huge step right. up from Toy Story up to that point. I mean, yes, yes. They, they keep taking strides, but it, um, there are some really great scenes within it. Uh, it's just really another great fun film that has a, a great heart, a great story, mm-hmm. and definitely underrated and is worth going back if you haven't seen it in a while, right. going back and checking it out because it is really good. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So those are both of our number two. Wow. What do you know? We synced up for once. Yeah. I'm sure we won't sync up on number one, but let's see. <laughs> let's get to Michelle's, which will be the best number one. I don't Michelle's know. <laughs> number one favorite underrated Disney film. Uh, so my number one is The Fox and the Hound. Oh. And um, I know that we've talked about this in terms of uh, other elements of this movie, but I do find that it was um, such a powerful story, first of all, about uh, how prejudices start, that they're actually implanted in and not inborn. Um, and that before that happens... Um, unlikely people can get together and really get along. And if we can only just focus on the things that we have in common mm-hmm. and the things that we enjoy together, it, it is really, you know, an important message. And I, and I loved how it was, it was very subtle, mm-hmm. you know, in, in that. Um, I also love that it has, you know, some heart-wrenching moments. It has uh, real <laughs> heart-wrenching moments. Like, you want to be careful with your kids watching this because there's scenes that will wreck you. Yes, yeah. It was part, there's a reason why there, some of this was part of our uh, Disney songs, songs that, that make, make us cry. cry yeah, right. Because uh, there's at least one scene that will just devastate you. Right, right. You know, and so, um, you know, it just, it has the elements of what you would see in traditional Disney movies. Um, I, I, I guess I also like the fact that the history of it at the time, it was during a very um, difficult time for Disney animation. Um, There was some real struggles of where the storyline should go, some important parts to the story, you know, and and that conflict resulted in some really long-term effects um, that were difficult for the Disney company. Um, And so I won't go into that now, but I, I just, I think knowing some of that and knowing that it, it still produced a very rich, adorable film was mm-hmm. was something that I that I felt made it really underrated. Great choice. Thank uh, you. It is it's a good a good pick and would have been on my honorable mentions because it is a really good film yeah. despite the troubles it had. Uh, if you want to go back and f- watch Finding Sleeping Beauty, mm-hmm. uh, you know the documentary of what was going on. This was just right. prior to the uh, Disney Renaissance. What happened in the film because uh, this was a film that took uh, a big hit because right. of some things that were going on there and they had some scuffles for it. And um, there are parts of this film that do suffer from it, but it's still is a very good film and like i said it will touch you in uh, many different ways happy right. and sad uh, yes. if you watch it so yeah. good choice thank you so now we're at your number one my number one is a movie i reference often because of its music um and i feel but i feel that it is really a great film that just but it again it's another film that's gotten pushed back 
Um, maybe it's because of its dark themes. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because it has many adult themes, but that right. is the hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh yeah. Now yeah. Uh, also there's another thing. It's, Disney definitely took dramatic liberties to what the actual story of Hunchback of Notre right. Dame is, <laughs> and whether it be the actual book or the play or the movie, I should right. say, uh, the original movie or whatever. Um, they tried to make this a little more kid friendly, but it's not really a kid's film. This is right. very adult film. There are, like I said, many adult themes to it. It can be really dark right. at times, and that may be where this suffers a little bit and why it gets pushed to the wayside. However, it is a cute storyline when you really get down to the brass bones of it. Quasimodo is mm-hmm. adorable. Yes. The music, and I say, I've said this every time we bring out one of these songs, yes. hard, it, it, you could put this top to bottom score against virtually any Disney movie out there mm-hmm. and it, it will go toe to toe with it, if not right. blow it away as far as... In Broadway. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the songs that they're involved in this film. And also, I think it hits close to home with us because of the fact that, look, we have a child uh, who has Down syndrome, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Quasimodo suffers because of the way he looks. They right. decide they, you know, when they need to put him away, right. you know, and the people make fun of him kind of because of the mm-hmm. way he looks. Okay. Um, dealing with Scott, sometimes we've seen people look at him in different ways, right, react right. to him in different ways because of the way he acts, yeah, because behaviors. of the way yep. he looks. Uh, but if you get to know him, just like as if you get to know Quasimodo, you realize what a rich and deep heart he right. has and how much more there is there to him. And so I think that's, that's, that's why this film kind of strikes close to home in many ways right. for us and why we love it. And it's another, like, I can just belt out the songs, even though I can't do them very well because <laughs> I'm just not a very good singer. Um, but, but they are such great songs. Right. I totally agree with you on, on all those counts, you know, and I agree. It, it is disappointing that it does get kind of pushed by the wayside. I think they did try to also have, you know, um, do more theatrical performances with it and it, it just didn't seem to take off. But it, like you said, the music is something that is such quality sound, such quality uh, songs and yeah, the storyline, especially as you relate it to our lives is, is so true, you know, and that, you know, again, it's, it's learning to look beyond the differences mm-hmm. in people. Right. So it does, not everything can be taken on face value. Right. Right. Uh, there's, you know, it, there is the, I mean, the line within it, you know, who is the monster and who is the man? Right. You right. Know, exactly. And trying to figure that out in play. It's pretty obvious who is the monster and who's right. the man uh, when you get into the hunchback of Notre Dame. Exactly. So again, uh, don't judge a book by its cover. Right. People have much more going on within them, you know, just because they look pretty right. or glamorous or whatever. That doesn't mean that they are also a good person. Ex- doesn't mean they're not. Right. But it doesn't mean they are specifically right. because of that. So. Good choice so nice those are our five favorite underrated disney films do you have any honorable mentions to throw in there as well i do have a couple um one of them was Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea Mm. i don't know if that was necessarily um you know underrated when it came out I think now it, it is because it does kind of have, you it's know, a little hokey, little at, times, hokey yeah. at times, but if you know the history and, you know, we were, we've been very fortunate to be able to go out to the studios and mm-hmm. see where it was filmed. And you're like, how did they do that right. in that little bit of space? Yeah. It's just so it's impressive. Pretty impressive bit of filmmaking right. for sure. Yeah. Um, the other one, well, obviously Hunchback is, is one that would be on my honorable mention. But the, the other one on my honorable mention is one of the Winnie the Pooh films, uh. actually, which is the um, Grand Adventure, Winnie the Pooh's Grand Adventure. And 
I think it's again because it wasn't as light as a lot of the mm-hmm. Winnie the Poohs are, but to see the characters rally together and, and it, it was it's just cute too of how they you know like in the mind of a child how they see things in the dark and what it looks like to them and then when you know the lights turned on or the daylight comes and it's like oh wait that's all it was you know I thought it was this big giant monster kind of thing and it's just I, I think it's really cute in that regards but I think for some reason it was it was presented in a way that seemed very dark and I thought it was had more to it yeah I get it so what about you honorable mentions yeah I got a couple here I'm gonna start with a movie that I loved uh, growing up which was The Rescuers Mm -hmm. uh, which is a great Disney film came out kind of in that same era when the fox and the hound came out uh it's a story of this organization that kind of works in shadow with the un mm-hmm. but it's run by mice right you know <laughs> and they, they they they're the rescue aid society i think is what they were called and they would kind of go out and try and help those they get this note from uh this girl who's being held kind of against her will mm-hmm. and uh they send these two off to go and help save her uh it's got bob newhart right. in it uh, <laughs> Uh, he's playing Bob Newhart basically <laughs> and all his neuroses and everything else with him. He's great. Uh, also, uh, Ava Gabor right. uh, plays Miss Bianca in it and she is excellent. It's it's a cute film. It's It's got some action in it. Right. It's it's really, an, I, I find it, it was on my list and I got I pushed it off at the mm-hmm. last moment. Uh, but I find it, it's a really great film and you can find that on Disney right. Plus right now. Also, just because I, I find it, not that the storyline is excellent or anything, but I just find it a very fun and funny film is the emperor's new right. groove. Yes. I, I, totally, I totally agree with you. It's an enjoyable movie. I mean, again, the, the plot, you know, take all the plot holes, take it, what the story actually is in it, but you can just go through it and watch it and laugh and right. have a good time and have some fun. And then this one, which I don't know if it's really underrated and that's why it wasn't on my list, even though it's one of my favorite, more recent Disney films, but I've noticed recently that it doesn't get mentioned as much. It's kind of been pushed off a little bit. It was really, um, well received when it first came out just a few years ago and then it's just not mentioned a lot and that's Zootopia oh yeah um, you know and I don't know if it's really underrated so it's not the only reason right. why it's not on my list um, but I just feel it's not mentioned as much recently of the the many great films that have come out from the Walt Disney Studios mm-hmm. right uh, but I think it's a really really well done movie and I, I that and I think that everybody should check it out and if you haven't watched it in a couple of years uh, check it out again because right. it's, it's, it, there are a lot of important messages within yes. it uh plus it's just an enjoyable film plus animals with clothes on i and know <laughs> pants always great um it's just it's a lot of fun definitely and you know i think we we saw something i don't know if it was just uh an additional feature when the DVD came out or some other documentary, but how they had to describe, you know, working with animals of different proportions right. and how to make the, the worlds come together, you know, from very tiny, you know, like mice and then very large right. giraffes and things. And how do you get them, you know, through transportation and other aspects of life um, made it really interesting too. Um, but I agree with you. It has a great storyline and uh, an important message. Yeah. 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 There's some terrific world building in mm-hmm. it. I mean, when you look at it, you know, and it did take years for them to get the story right and to get the, the right. entire thing put together um, for to do this film. But it's, it, it's, it's very impressive. And yeah, when you go through even just the train trip through some of these different lands and seeing how, you know, like the air conditioner, you know, blows off the cool air into tundra town and right. takes from sahara square you right. know which, so that's all hot and arid and right. everything you know and just kind of the way they made these 
areas work together within Zootopia itself. It's fascinating stuff. Definitely. And uh, I, I do think they're incorporating that into one of the other parks though right in i think somewhere is it uh, i think it's in is it uh, hong kong I i'm trying to remember so, it's yeah. or, or is it uh, i don't know one of the asian parks right. i believe is what is doing that soon or going to be reopening opening mm-hmm. something a land up soon and i'd love to see it incorporated in some other parks yeah i as would well. think it'd be fascinating yeah. to see yeah so i think that there's some um, some real cool stuff that they're could do out of that and they do have a zootopia 2 coming and there are some shorts that are going to involve um, some of the people mm-hmm. in and around Zootopia that are going to be coming out to Disney Plus eventually here, too. So uh, really good stuff. So so that's it for our five favorite underrated Disney films. We'd love to hear what yours are. Please send them to us and we'll share them on an upcoming show. Hard to believe that any movie from Disney is underrated, right. but I think we've obviously struck on a few. And again, it's all subjective. Sure. What I what I say is underrated. You may not think is underrated. What I what I think that you feel is underrated, I might right. feel is no, that's perfectly rated, <laughs> or whatever. Or or that you know that one may all agree. Everybody may agree is underrated, but may not. Some might not think it's as worthy to right. watch. <laughs> There's a lot of that also, for sure. But um, uh, so many great Disney films and yes. some that maybe you haven't seen in a while that you should, or have never, never seen, that uh, you should go check out. So yeah. uh, definitely check those out. Again, uh, we are not going to have any Disney stories for you this week. We are this recording this a week in the past. Mm-hmm. We are currently on vacation. We are currently somewhere out in the space coast of Florida right now, <laughs> enjoying our Valentine's yes. Day together. Uh, but we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And as always, we start with Michelle. One, because she's wonderful awesome she is the love of my life <laughs> my forever valentine Aww, likewise. she also has the very best tip so let's get right to it here is michelle's tip of the week oh thank you so much sweetie yeah. you're the best uh so my tip uh relates to a topic we've talked about in the past and and that's in in regards to preparing for a vacation and whether you're preparing for yourself as adults or probably more so if you have kids and you're planning a family trip to one of the Disney parks. And that's always a fun thing, right? It's the anticipation for it, the preparing for it, the planning that gets excited. That makes your vacation actually endure longer because it's all that, that energies and, and, and positivity before you even step out the door. But one of the ways that you can do now, which has been really a benefit that it's on Disney Parks blog site uh, due to the pandemic, is where they have films Mm. of some of the attractions. Oh, yeah. So whether you're reliving some of your favorite attractions or maybe introducing to kids some Mm -hmm. attractions that you're wondering if they would like or be afraid of or something like that and getting them introduced to it so it can have an enjoyable impact once they're there is to take advantage of having that access to that information. And again, it's a fun way, even if if it's something you're reliving to get ready for a trip and say, oh, that's right, I'm going to get to go see that. It is. It's a great way to get uh, Disney in your life on a daily basis, even if you can't get to the park. True, true. And if you're getting ready to get to it, it just, you know, 
gets you there a little bit, gets a little bit more excitement right. to it. And, and by the way, I can tell you um, just from some of our friends that uh, doing some of these ride throughs uh, with their children has worked to help them be prepared for right. it. Our, our friends, Keenan and Rachel from mm-hmm. part of our world podcast. I know when they were getting ready for a trip, uh, it was a little over a year ago, I guess, uh, when they were going with their son, their mm-hmm. young son, uh, they would show videos of them getting ready uh, to take them on the tower of terror. Right. Um, they would show the tower of terror and Keenan would actually put him like in a box or a chair or something and raise him <laughs> up and then drop him, you know? Cool. So he was like totally ready for right. it, and, you know, and knew what to expect when he went on Tower of Terror, nice. even though he was a very young child. So it, it can work. Right. And I, it is um, some fascinating stuff for yeah. sure. So yeah. Great so, tip, Michelle's well, tip. Thank you. Always the best tip. Oh, you're sweet. Uh, my tip this week is that, you know, you know, even though, you know, we know vaccines are starting to get out there to more and more people, hopefully mm-hmm. they'll ramp up more in the near future. Look, this, 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 disease, this um, virus is still a real thing out there. Mm-hmm. And y- even though you have a, a trip out to Walt Disney World schedule and more people are getting vaccinated and people, hopefully it's getting better or whatever, um, there's still some precautions you'll want to mm-hmm. make when you go out there. And of course, you'll want to wear your mask. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody should be wearing their mask over their nose all the time as much as possible. That is one of the biggest keys. Uh, being sure to physical distance right. yourself from somebody at least six feet away as much as possible. That is another key. But one of the biggest things and that Michelle has you know told me that she's learned is that a lot of times what this thing is spread through is yes some you know people getting together with people mm-hmm. and you know not wearing masks or whatever but also from dining mm-hmm. and obviously when you go to the Walt Disney World Resort you're probably going to want to go out and grab a meal from time right. to time and that just be aware that that is you know somewhat of a danger but you can do it safely mostly start by you know staying within your family within your household right. I mean you're going to be eating meals with them anyway right. if you're going to take your mask down and sit down for 20 30 minutes or whatever for a meal uh, let try and keep it to that Another way to help do that is by going to a restaurant that has outdoors. At least, mm-hmm. if, you know, if you're outdoors, it does keep it aerated a little bit more. Right. It does keep it, you know, still you still have to put, do precautions, be careful, but it does uh, sort of mitigate it a little bit. And so I just wanted to mention a few great restaurants that do have outdoor dining nice. at the Walt Disney World Resort. So maybe if you want to be a little safer, um, maybe you start booking some of the reservations mm-hmm. at some of these restaurants. So here are just a few, and there are many, uh, but here are just a few of the better ones. Tony's Town Square Restaurant mm-hmm. at Magic Kingdom Park has outdoor dining available for you. The Rose and Crown Dining Room at mm-hmm. Epcot has outdoor dining, and that one's nice because it's just right there on the lake, which right. is uh, some really great views from there. Uh, the Nomad Lounge, which is a wonderful yes. choice for some small plates and some great cocktails right. or whatever out at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. Definitely hit that up. The Hollywood Brown Derby Lounge mm-hmm. at uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios, outdoor dining available for you there. If you're going to Disney Springs, uh, the Boathouse, mm-hmm. outdoor dining right out there on the water again. And uh, Chef Art Smith's Homecoming, which has a great brunch from what I understand. We haven't experienced it, but people rave about their brunch. There. Right. Uh, not that they have outdoor dining. Now, they both these places all have indoor and outdoor dining, so you'll want to request it when you go in. Make your reservation if you, if you need to make a reservation at these spots. And then just request, uh, I like to sit outdoors. Uh, sometimes that you that will be easier for you to go out there and see the seas. Other times you might have to wait a little longer, but it's just a better way to kind of keep yourself safe if you're going to be dining in these situations. Right, good, good point, yes. And, and understand, too, you may want to actually get to your reservation a little earlier if you are going to make that specific request and, and understand 
understand that, you know, like you said, it may require uh, more extensive of a wait Mm -hmm. as a result of that. But, um, you know, certainly something you can explore. And it is true. Um, And you still want to consider that six foot distance because, yeah, um, you know, from knowing in personal experiences with friends uh, that. That is a that is certainly an area that you you know you may be out you know outdoors, eating together, but if you're not that six feet apart, you could also still be very very vulnerable right. to getting it. Yeah, so uh, be prepared for that. Like mm-hmm. I said, the best thing to do is eat with the people you always eat right. with. You know because you it's it's there, it's not there, whatever. It's gonna it's gonna be the situation anyways. Uh, but if you you feel the need to go and dine with some other people, yes. Um, yeah. Heck, what we would suggest is taking your keep trying to keep your mask on as much as possible while you're <laughs> right. eating. But we know no one's gonna do right. that. So the best way to mitigate it as much as possible is to be outdoors. Um, try and space yourselves out as much as possible. And if you're gonna laugh really loudly, right. laugh in another direction. <laughs> True, true. Anyway. We know it's a tough time for people. And sometimes the sacrifices may seem a little hard to deal with, but, you know, it could really make a big difference in your life. And the more we follow the rules, whatever, um, the sooner we can get through this thing and get Mm -hmm. back to what would be the normal life, some, you know, quote unquote normal normal life, the new normal uh, that we have known from the past. So, and again, um, you know, Michelle's gotten her second vote uh, uh, dose of the vaccine. She's, you know, on her way, you know, we're all going to get there eventually. It's just going to take some time and just, but just stay with the program. Everybody stay with the program. So, uh, speaking of this staying with the program, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts, or the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, you would be so wonderful to sign up for the newsletter. You're wonderful anyways, right. but you're especially wonderful exactly. if you sign up for the newsletter. Just another way to be involved more within the Hyperion Adventures podcast world, get more information, uh, find out, be the first to kind of chime in on some of our topics, right. but just kind of just be there to be part of our High Period Adventures podcast world. Uh, another way is to follow along with us on Twitter or on uh, social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We are on YouTube. These videos are taking a slow pause, but they will be back. <laughs> episodes, uh, video ep- video versions of these episodes will be debuting back on our Hyperion Adventures Podcast YouTube channel. And if you want to find us there, just do that search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe and you'll know whenever those new videos come out. And if you ever want to just chime in with us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. We sure love hearing from you and we uh, really enjoy the interaction with you. And as we've talked about in the past, whether it be through emailing with us or signing up for the newsletter, we don't share your email address with anybody. Nope, it's always just for us to use, just to be more in touch with you as much as you want to be in touch right. with us. So that's it for this week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week, which by the way, I didn't mention, next week we're doing our five favorite Marvel moments. Yes. So that's exciting with WandaVision being, is, we're loving that. So yes. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.